Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Dolphins Talk.com Podcast Network brings you only the best podcasts covering the Miami Dolphins. With fins up, fans down, welcome to Perfectville, the same old Dolphins show, the Landon and Jeff show, as well as DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, you will get in-depth coverage from diehard, passionate Miami Dolphins fans each and every week. Be sure to listen to all these great podcasts and check them out at DolphinsTalk.com. perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone but now something's stirring that will change this place forever perfect Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your second place Miami Dolphins, now a part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer, Mr. Christopher Cullen. Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? I'm doing well, my friend, uh, as far as I can be after a devastating, well, not devastating, we're expecting it, but a loss to the Packers, but... Bye week is ensuing and the holidays are here, so I'm still in a cheery mood. Yeah, it's uh, it was a loss that we both expected, we both predicted. I think that puts me at uh, nine and one <laughs> on the season so far in terms of yeah. Predicting. But it's not fair. You just predict and then you either stay or leave your house, depending on what the uh, what the pick is to make it right. Well, see, I tried to do an experiment with this game here against the Packers because I actually stayed at home and watched the game from home all the way through the first half, and then I uh, I left in the uh, second half, and then mm-hmm. I looked I actually looked at the score and we were within I think two points when I looked at the score in the third quarter I'm like oh it's working so then I decided to put the game on on my phone and then all hell broke loose so maybe it's just me watching the game through some sort of device uh, that I own be it a house a TV or a phone I'm not sure maybe I just have to you know go to a friend's house to watch these games but uh, yeah this ultimate sacrifice and just stop watching altogether yeah well (laughs) although uh, it would suck for the show you'd be like who who did we sign I, I have no idea yeah, it would. Uh, you know, I, I would hate to do that, which is appropriate because we are actually on our annual Hatesgiving Day Parade episode here, Chris. This is uh, this is a tradition that I started about four years ago on a different podcast. We brought it over to the town of Perfectville last year. This is our second year in a row of doing this, the fourth year of having the Hatesgiving Day Parade. And this is where we just let it all out. We just we talk about the things we hate. So as you guys know, Chris and I are probably the most positive, upbeat, optimistic people you would ever want to meet when it comes to the Miami Dolphins and life. Uh, but all kidding aside, even though we talk with uh, probably a lot of sarcasm all the time. This is our episode to really just vent. We're going to sit on the proverbial therapist couch and just rant and rave about everything that we hate when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, our rivals, the NFL, football in general, and life in general. Um, And that's pretty much it, Chris. That's what we're going to do here today. So we're not doing the coin toss. We're not doing three and out. We're not doing a first half or second half. We are just going with pure, unadulterated Ransylvania here. We're going to just talk about all the things we hate. So why don't uh, anything you want to say before we get into the uh, hate fest here? 
No, I love it because Thanksgiving's coming up next week, and uh, I was always raised with like, you know, let's before we eat, let's go around the table and just say one thing we're thankful for, and and all that. And uh, I'm a very pessimistic person when it comes to life and things in general. Um, maybe it's just a lifelong being a Dolphins fan, but this episode, when you said we're doing this today, it just made my whole day. I was so excited, I couldn't wait to just let the hate flow through me. Yeah, I actually called Chris here earlier today, or I texted you, and I said, hey, we're going to do the Hatesgiving episode, and I'm like, maybe you need some time to, uh, you know, write some stuff. You're like, nope, got it. Got a whole laundry list of stuff to talk about. I was like, oh, he's he's prepared to go. So uh, that's about the extent of the prepping, prepping that we did, but uh, regardless, it should be a fun one. But um, all right, well, Chris, why don't you go ahead and go first, since uh, because you're on the East Coast, and it's three hours ahead there, and you probably have to go to bed before I do, so... Why don't you go ahead and start off the Hatesgiving Day Parade? Let's see the first hate balloon floating down the streets of Perfectville. Yeah, I uh, I hate Adam Gase's offense. Oh, I well, hate man. Adam Gase's offense. Yeah, we have injuries, but nine quarters, Sam, without an offensive TD is absolutely disgusting. The only reason we beat the Jets without an offensive TD was because the Jets are so asshole this season. Mark Sanchez tried to run full speed into a wall of the team facility building. I have seen too many no-name tight ends or wide receivers make a good career game. Thank you. I like that make, joke. Make, make career games against our defense. Other teams have injuries too. Not many teams can't score a fucking touchdown in two plus games straight. It's absolutely insane, Sam. Adam Gase, the offensive genius, the offensive coordinator, the guy we brought in to change things. We've been questioning his plays all year. Yes, there's injuries. Yes, Albert Wilson's gone. Yes. Uh, Brock Osweiler is a quarterback, but this is the guy he brought in. Um, what the hell can we say about the last time we scored a touchdown was what the Houston Thursday night game? This is unbelievable. Yeah, you, you hate Adam Gase's offense. I think I hate Adam Gase. Like, I just don't like the person. And, and when I think about it, he's been here almost three years now. He is a 500 coach, completely 100% a 500 coach. He has as many wins as he does losses uh-huh. uh, this this far in his career. And what I think I hate about Adam Gase is that he's ultimately, inevitably, we know what's going to happen. He's going to leave the Miami Dolphins. He's going to get fired. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. He's going to go to another team, like the Browns, as an example, and he's going to get Baker Mayfield. He's going to get Jarvis Landry, and he's (laughs) going to make it work, and he's going to turn some other team into a perennial uh, playoff contender, and we're going to be sitting here once again, like the score and lover, going, well, what happened? How come he wasn't good here? Just like when players leave here and get better elsewhere, like Wes Welker. Uh in the meantime, Carlos Dansby. Carlos Dansby. He was yeah. good literally everywhere but the Miami Dolphins. Like he was a perennial pro bowler on the Cardinals. Comes to us, sucks. Goes to like the Cardinals again and then the Browns and even had success and had a couple pick sixes. Did nothing. I remember him coming in, we're like, Oh, Carlos Dansby, this is a guy that like makes plays as a middle linebacker. He like is a coverage linebacker that we've always needed. Did nothing. Yeah. Paid him big money, did nothing, and then he goes everywhere else and succeeds. It's That's the way it goes. And the thing about Adam Gase that I think I hate the most is the fact that he has probably been given the longest leash out of any coach since Jimmy Johnson. So Dave wants that, even though he went 11-5, and 10-6, and 6 and made the playoffs and actually won divisions. Uh, he was vilified by everyone, myself included. I didn't think Dave Wanstead was a good coach. Oh, yeah. N- Nick Saban is – I think his name just gets bleeped out if you say it anywhere in Miami or oh, in South Saban Florida in general. Oh, Saban bit lion. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, Cam Cameron got to the first press conference where after he uh, he drafted Ted Ginn's family, and he was toast with his media. Um, Tony Sperano had a little bit of success early, so he was given a little bit of rope, but he was ran out of town on a rail. Todd Bowles, as an interim coach, not anything worth writing uh, home about. Dan Campbell didn't last very long. All of these coaches were just completely trashed uh, by the media. Now, in relation to that, Adam Gase has been trashing and dumping on this media ever since he got here, which has been, which at first was hilarious, right? Because he's right. just like, yeah. this guy's got nothing. He's brand new. Who is this guy to just shit on everyone? Well, now it's kind of annoying, quite frankly, because now I'm actually looking for answers. Now I want to know why the offense is so bad, why this team can't get out of uh, mediocrity. And yet this guy's just sitting there stonewalling everyone and being an asshole. And it just makes me want to fucking hate him. Well, in that, and you know what? I know we're going to do this thing like a back and forth, but fuck it. This leads right into it. Adam Gase, you, let, let's just shit on Adam Gase. Say, I, I hate him right now. I just I hate what's going on. Adam Gase, the QB whisperer. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think that nickname means what people think it means. He keeps bringing his guy, quote unquote, along like Cutler and Brock Lobster. Meanwhile, they keep sucking up the joint. The only time Gase whispered was when he had the Hall of Famer Peyton Manning as his quarterback. He was whispering because he didn't want to interrupt Peyton because yeah. he was the actual guy calling <laughs> the offense. That's why he was whispering. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, he audibled so much out of Gase's play calls, Omaha became a fucking meme. Like, who has Gase whispered other than Manning? Tannehill, Fails, Brock, Cutler. That sounds like the answer to the question of what quarterbacks would you never want to start a game for your fucking football team? Yeah, if if Adam Gase is the quarterback whisperer, he needs to start speaking up because he uh, he's starting to see his track record fall to the wayside here. Because you're right, so far he's gotten credit for all these fun things that have happened, but uh, really he had Peyton freaking Manning uh, calling his own plays, audibling out of whatever bullshit that he was calling, and everyone goes, oh, it must have been Adam Gase. And the fact that Peyton Manning put the stamp on Adam Gase uh, kind of led credibility to that. But what's he done since? He, he hasn't really done much, right. so you're right. I mean, if he's the quarterback whisperer, as I said, he's going to have to start being the quarterback shouterer because uh, nobody's listening at this point if he's whispering. Well, and, and even Tannehill, who we defended uh, vehemently on this show and like really backed a lot. Um, and after his 2016 year, we expected like a whole off season of his offense, and he's in year three. Here we go. And like the first few games this year, there it was no different. It was the same Ryan Tannehill, 250 yards, two pick, two touchdowns, one pick, and like we got lucky and won a game because it was delayed nine hours against the Titans. Um, like every win this year was abs- there's absolutely some random fucking bullshit that happened. A Jakeem Grant uh, kick return for a touchdown or a pick six from Jerome Baker. Like it's just been randomly lucky, and I just feel like the luck's run out. And Adam Gase's offense has been completely curtailed and then you look at somebody like mcveigh who is admittingly stealing things from andy reed because of how uh he said it today he said yeah i I steal things from the chiefs why wouldn't i they're averaging like 440 yards a game like they're they're killing it like let's take and i feel like he's too proud to do that and he's not changing things not doing anything and i just we've talked about this so many times before where adam Gase, i feel like was a good offensive coordinator but now also being ahead in control of the defense, the special teams, because he is the head coach, the things like uh, going to bed on time in the hotel and the travel schedule and things like that where he didn't have to worry about that before is affecting either his play calling preparation or his head coach uh, preparation. And they're all just meddling together and it's muddying it up. And it's causing for not a successful head coaching reign right now. 
Well, you know what I also hate? I hate the fact that we're not quite sure if it is Adam Gase's fault or not, which is maybe why he's gotten a long leash. Because did you see that report that came out here uh, earlier this week here, Chris, after the Packers beat our ass, was that he actually wanted Vic Fangio to be the defensive coordinator, but Stephen Ross said no, hire from within, whether that was to – you know, keep some money in their old coffers for Stephen Ross and not have to pay a shit ton of money for a defensive coordinator, or if Stephen Ross was meddling a la Jerry Jones and thought he knew more uh, than he actually did and started making personnel decisions when it comes to the coaching staff. I'm not sure, but what did you make of that whole story of, of Adam Gase wanting somebody else, and now it's come out uh, that uh, he maybe didn't like Matt Burke as his defensive coordinator, yet Matt Burke is still with the team, and Matt Burke has had to have seen this report. Um, is this Adam Gase killing his defensive coordinator, throwing him to the wolves so that he can you know prolong his own career, or is this uh, a leak from somewhere else, or what do you make of this whole story? Yeah, it's a crazy story because all we've known since Stephen Ross has taken over this team is that the checkbook is blank when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. He will uh, sign Bill Parcells. He'll, he'll go after Jim Harbaugh on a private plane. Like he is going to do whatever he can to uh, fix his team. And all of a sudden, it comes out that like Adam Gase wanted this top name uh, Bears defensive coordinator, and uh, Ross overrode him. I, I just. I feel like you hit the nail on the head, and it's something that I was going to actually bring up, and I'm glad you did. Um, if this leak, I feel like this leaked from from Gase, yeah. um, where he was like, you know what, fuck it, um, leak this out. It wasn't me that told you this, and just start the like kind of wheels turning and things like that. Where, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird because now Stephen Ross is like, no, I didn't. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you said either Burke or you know the guy from the Bears, like. I don't know. It just seems like something that he would leak because he's the only one that's going to benefit from this because Burke is getting thrown under the bus. And Gase has stood his ground protecting him. And we've talked about this in the last previous episodes where he holds players accountable, but he's not playing the defensive uh, coach uh, accountable. And it just seems like we're giving up just points after points. And I'll make sure to let you get one of your things you hate out first because the next one I got – is actually on Matt Burke. So um, that's all I'll say on that. But that leak and the thing about Adam Gase getting overruled, if that's true, then Stephen Ross is um, one of the people I hate now because you can't <laughs> do that. Like if Adam Gase wants his guys, you got to let him have his fucking guys. If, if he is overruling to save some money, you billionaire fucking big-eared asshole, then you just pay the guy. Like what the hell's happening? Yeah, I don't know, uh, but I know if Matt Burke is being thrown in front of the bus, I hope it's the Miami Dolphins defensive team bus because it won't hit anything, including him, if that's the case. Um, uh, But since you're going to talk about Matt Burke, I'm going to move on to something else. You know what I hate, Chris? I hate the fact that the Miami Dolphins celebrity fans aren't that good. Like, we don't have good, cool celebrities that like the Miami Dolphins. I mean, uh, I think our biggest celebrity that everyone knows is Hootie and the Blowfish. And that's it. I mean, Darius Rucker, and now he's a big country music star, but uh, everyone knows him from a song that he had in, like, 1992. And that's, like, the biggest Miami Doll fan that's no around. No way. I'm going to have to step up here. Johnny Depp is a season ticket holder. Johnny Depp, Johnny. Okay, well, look, Johnny Depp doesn't actually walk around talking about the Miami Dolphins. Though. Nobody would know that Johnny Depp is a Miami Dolphins fan unless you were yourself were a Miami Dolphins fan. Everyone knows that Darius Rucker is a Miami Dolphins fan. Yeah, everyone true. knows that like Daniel Tosh from Tosh Point is a Miami Dolphins fan because he's openly out there rooting. He actually wears those colors on his sleeve. Now, I understand that this kind of uh, changes with what I was talking about last week when it comes to the super fans who are out there letting everyone know that they're Dolphins twenty four seven. But I'm just saying that our celebrities need to need to step up and tell everyone that they are Miami Doll fans because Johnny Depp, uh, and maybe rightfully so, uh, keeps that shit silent. You know, he is the uh, 
Dolph and <laughs> Whisper. ruin his career. He's yeah. in the new Harry Potter movie. Are you kidding me? That's a good point. I mean, it might. He, he would no longer be, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean if they found out that he had a fucking David Fales jersey somewhere in his, you know, in his, in his li- library of jerseys there. I mean, it just wouldn't work. So uh, I need I need our celebrities to be better or I need our celebrities that are already good to uh, step up and start talking about being a Miami Dolphin. We're not cool. We need to make the Miami Dolphins cool again. That should be the hat. M- what would that be? M-M-D-C-A. MMDCA. That is our new hat for here. We'll make the Miami Dolphins cool again. And the only way we're going to do that is to get all these celebrities that like the Miami Dolphins to come out and actually say that they like the Miami Dolphins. I mean, Shepard Smith from Fox News. No fucking thank you. That's not moving the needle at all. I don't need Marco him. Rubio. Marco like, Rubio. Yeah, the fucking idiot from Florida. No, I don't need Marco Rubio and Shepard Smith. I need somebody cool. I need a Johnny Depp. I need a George Clooney. I need a Gwyneth Paltrow. I need a Lenny Kravitz. I need somebody who's relevant that can actually say, you know what, I'm a guy damn Miami Dolphin, and I'm a celebrity, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Because Darius Rucker, as cool as he is, it hasn't been cool for like the last 14, 15 years. I mean, he, he can't even do rock and roll music or folk music anymore. He had to go to country western music. Uh, it's, it's a weird, bizarre thing, but he's our only guy. Roy Wood, Jim Florentine, I mean, okay, sure, comics, but uh, can we get an actual movie star? Can we get a television star? Can we get an Alex fucking Trebek? Anyone out there that can actually say proudly that they're a Miami Dolphin? I mean, at this point, Chris, I might be the most cool celebrity there is that talks about being a Miami Dolphin, and I'm not even a fucking celebrity. I hate this. I hate the fact that the Miami Dolphins are not cool. Yeah, you got it, man. And I think the nail on the head, too, is just winning and being successful and worth talking about. Anytime we uh, even get on a winning streak or anything like that, it's always thwarted by us playing on a uh, primetime game because we lose every primetime game we're in. And primetime games is what the celebrities watch and what they tweet about and what they're talking about. There's a game going on right now. It's Green Bay versus Seattle. Like as soon as I saw that was a game on Thursday night, I'm like, hell yeah, that sounds like a good game. Sounds like, cool. Yeah, Miami Houston. Um, nope. I'll just see who won tomorrow. I got work in the in the morning. Like it, it, they need to just start winning, and, and that's what brings the guys out. Because uh, the rumor was, and I don't even know how true this is, that uh, Jim Carrey is a huge Dolphins fan or a Dolphins fan himself, and he actually demanded the Dolphins be the team in Ace Ventura because he was either – I don't know if the rumor was he was a Dolphins fan or a Dan Marino fan, like specifically. But um, he, he was a fan, and that's why the, the team was actually in the movie, which in itself turned people into Dolphins fans. The kids that watched that movie, uh, those poor bastards have been suffering for a long time. And, um, yeah, Johnny Depp, I feel like you can you can go on, like, the depths of YouTube and see Johnny Depp playing the guitar randomly with uh, Marilyn Manson and beautiful people. I found that uh, months ago when I was just randomly in a rabbit hole on YouTube. And I guess Johnny Depp is a ve- – him and Marilyn Manson are very close friends. Uh, but it's not like – he's not out there being like, yeah, me and uh, MM are just hanging out. We're, like, good friends. So, like, he has this weird – dark thing about him uh you know Marilyn Manson and being a Dolphins fan I guess he wants to keep that quiet about his persona but like you said it might affect his reputation yeah it's uh he's got a dark heart if he's hanging out with Marilyn Manson and happens to be a season ticket holder for the Miami fucking Dolphins now here's the other thing I mean even the celebrities that come to the game like Dwayne Wade who's at the game that I was at this year with the Chicago <laughs> Bears. The Bears he was rooting for the fucking Bears so even the cool NBA guy from South Beach who we was got that goddamn 
oh, good. I can't even say his name, let alone understand who, which one he fucking is. I don't know. I know who Dwayne Wade is. And guess what? He's rooting for the other fucking team while they're at the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Wonderful. I mean, I think we have Serena and Venus Williams, but only because they own 3% of the goddamn team. I don't even know if they know what a dolphin looks like, let alone what our logo looks like. They're out there just kicking everybody's ass at tennis. I need a fucking celebrity. I need a, I need like a Jim Ross or a Matthew McConaughey who's just like on the sidelines for, you know, the Oklahoma or Texas in college. Like, I need them on the sidelines. I need the fucking mascot, man. I need somebody out there who's riding a dolphin. Uh, I mean, maybe we need Andy Samberg or something because uh, I, it is not cool. It is not cool. It is not hip to be a Miami Dolphin. And uh, I need something cool and hip to attach us to. Uh, that being said, we do have a celebrity coming on the show next week. You can check us out on Facebook, like our page, and you'll figure out who it is and how you can ask them questions. Uh, not to shit on that person, but uh, come on. We need we need, we need, need more celebrities for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right when you think about it, though. What we need is a resurgence of um, bright, vibrant colors in fashion, like the <laughs> 90s. I remember Criss Cross's album was them wearing a Marlins jersey backwards, because aqua and teal, remember the starter jackets in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Of course, like the hornets were like huge and popular and stuff because of their purple and green and aqua. We need just a resurgence in fashion to be cool to wear. I mean, Colin Kaepernick was wearing a uh, a, a dolphin's hat when he's on the Forty Nineers. Remember the shit he got for that? Um, we need <laughs> that to be a big public thing to uh, be cool again. And maybe like Kim Kardashian's sister will wear a Ryan Tannehill jersey or something. Do you remember when uh, when Colin Kaepernick thought, "Wow, this is probably the most heat I'm ever going to get wearing a Miami <laughs> Dolphins hat"? <laughs> and I can't, I can't only imagine. imagine how things can get any worse. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe how much shit I'm getting for wearing a Miami Dolphins hat. I can't imagine. Let me t- let me let me just take a knee here and ponder how much shit I'm getting. What's what's <laughs> playing right now? The national anthem. Uh oh. Yeah. No, I do remember that. But uh, you know. Well, that's that's something I hate. The fact that we don't have cool celebrities that are willing and open yeah. to admit that they're a Dolphins fan. Uh, your turn, sir. Yeah, well, so let's go back. Um, let's go back a little bit to a guy I want to call out publicly on this hate-giving episode of Perfectville. Matt Burke. Oh, Matt, Matt Burke. Burke. Only this mountain-climbing fuckface <laughs> piss off a Dolphin god like Rashad Jones. Jones, a guy willingly playing every game with a fucking torn shoulder benches himself because how aggravated he is at Matt Burke. Like, you know what I hate? Other teams fans telling me, man, I'd kill to have a Rashad Jones on my team, or I wish we had Drake or Stills or Kiko. I'm sick of having talent and not taking advantage of it. We aren't just wearing rose-colored glasses, Sam, either. These guys are fucking ballers, and I'm sick that the waste of Hall of Fame number-retired-type talent that we've had and wasted for decades. Zach, Taylor, Madison, Sertain, Wake, Jones— all did the best they could for their team, and our team let them and us down every fucking year. Stop hiring Bengals linebacker coaches as defensive coordinators and get a fucking staff in place, you pieces of shit, in the front office. Matt Burke kills me. The only time we have a successful defense is we play against Sam Darnold in his fifth game ever as an NFL starter when USC quarterbacks haven't done shit in the NFL and he's like celebrating, and then he blames the players if there's big fucking bust of forty point games that we're giving up. When you're the defensive coordinator, have you heard of blitzing safeties? 
corners? When's the last time Xavier Howard blitzed off the edge or Minka Fitzpatrick came in to fuck up a quarterback when it always happens against us? Meanwhile, guys I've never heard of named like Steve fucking Jones catches touchdown passes against us. Uh, it's just mind-boggling to me that Adams is being left one-on-one coverage on a simple slant route against the Packers on the five-yard line, and Matt Burke is still our fucking defensive coordinator going into the bye week. That guy's an asshole. Chris Cullen coming in hard on Matt Burke. I, there's nothing I can say. I don't uh, I don't necessarily disagree with anything that you just said, uh, even including uh, Matt Burke being an asshole, as you called it. So uh, that's what we're doing here on Hates Given, man. We are just out here searing people, hating everything, hating everyone. That is the beauty of the Hates Giving Day Parade. We're just walking down, marching down the streets of Perfectville, floating our hate balloons out there, just letting it all be seen for the world here. Uh, by the way, you can check out everything Perfectville on welcome to perfectville.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Perfectville Pod, Instagram, Perfectville Podcast. And please like our Facebook page and find exclusive content right there. Just, uh, what is it, keyword Perfectville? Plus, you can give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and get a, a free sip sack koozie, a Rondé Baxton. But, uh, all right, so you hate Matt Burke. I hate Adam Gase. We hate the fact that we don't have enough popular celebrities uh, that take claim and ownership of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, we think we hate Steve Ross. We're not sure yet if he did say no to Vic Fangio. Uh, <laughs> we hate Adam Gase's play calling. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there. I-, I hate the fact that the Miami Dolphins still do not have a franchise quarterback mm. 37 years after Dan Marino has retired. Now, you can say all you want about Ryan Tannehill, but the fact of the matter is everybody, the, bi- the book is now written. We talked about this the last couple of years, Chris, but everyone said, hey, this is the year. If he doesn't do it this year, then we know we don't have it and we have to move on. I think everyone, the majority of people know that we have to move on. The knee's been shredded twice. The shoulder's just falling out of the socket when he's writing his own name on a check. He just can't stay healthy anymore. He's not the guy that can actually lead this team to a Super Bowl, even maybe not even the playoffs at this point. Um, he's going to make $30 million next year if he stays on the team. He is not the future. He is the present, and pretty soon he's going to be the past. Uh, I hate the fact that Ryan Tannehill is the best option for us going into next year because the quarterback class uh, coming out of college, awful. The free agent class, awful. There's not a lot of options out there. We're going to have to pay Ryan Tannehill $30 million for eight games, 10 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. I hate that. Yeah, it's terrible. And and in perfect Dolphins fashion, is it when Carson Wentz and Jared Goff are coming out of the draft? Nope. Is it when uh, even last year, Rosen and Darnold and Mayfield are coming out of the draft? Nope. It's when they have arguably one of the worst in years quarterback classes coming out of the fucking college draft or college season going into the draft um, for quarterbacks. And the free agency is terrible. We're going to have to either like give up a shit ton of picks to make a trade for someone's backup that we hope could be a starter for us. And that's uh, you know like a Jimmy Garoppolo type of player, where he's behind like a fucking superstar. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's name has been whispered out there. He's behind Drew Brees. Um, it's just it, which we who we could have got for free, by the way, um, this offseason, of course. Adam Gase wanted to put all of his eggs in Ryan Tannehill's basket. So here we are, Sam. Like you said, what nineteen twenty starting quarterbacks since Dan Marino retired, and we are still. With binoculars, looking out for the the next one, the next guy that's going to be our guy, and I just feel like it's never 
even the Browns got I, I feel good about the Browns and Mayfield. He's gonna make some mistakes and fuck around, but that guy that guy means business. Like when he came out and he's like, I felt fucking dangerous waking up this morning. Like that's the shit you want to hear from your quarterback. That's amazing. And we don't and won't have that for a long time, from what it seems. That, you know, that that's the shit you want to hear from your quarterback, but that's the shit I don't want to hear from somebody else's quarterback. I heard that <laughs> quote, and I, I officially hate Baker Mayfield. I wanted to fucking headbutt him right in his goddamn trachea when I heard that quote. I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You're still the Cleveland Browns. You still only have two wins, you piece of shit. You're the Cleveland Browns, and you wear orange. You make no sense. Shut up. Take that stupid headband off. Don't throw the ball to Jarvis Landry, and somehow get to Miami and play for us, please, because we don't have a quarterback going back to my last point here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do we hate here, Chris? Uh, why don't you go ahead and go next well this is kind of a non-dolphin this is absolutely a non-dolphins one but i wanted to mention this i hate that stan lee died um stan lee uh i'm i'm literally holding a venom um like plush guy right now like a stress ball i got in a funko pop subscription i have on uh amazon stan lee um is responsible for a lot of joy in my childhood uh, going to comic book stores and getting Spider-Man comics and uh, Hulk comics, Avenger comics, things like that. And and then now as an adult with my son literally being born in 2008, the year the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, started with the first Iron Man, to have him grow up with these and share those moments with him were very much uh, weighted from Stan Lee's contributions. So, uh, yes, he was 95. He lived an amazingly long life. He got to see his creations reach the boom of their po- potential and all that. But I just hate that he's gone. Um, and I just wanted to at least mention on this Hatesgiving the absolute thanks I have for what he did to me and my son and my wife, who wasn't really that big in the comics until we got together and now. We just uh, we love it. We love everything. We watched Guardians of the Galaxy two this weekend and Infinity War again on Saturday. We just like rewatch these movies. We're counting down for the next one. Um, all of it is just amazing time to be alive right now. Uh, with comic books being having the best writers, the best directors, the best actors doing these movies, and uh, it's all mostly because of the things he did early on. And uh, he was just a great person. So uh, I hate that he's dead and he's gone. But I wanted to at least mention it. I think I hate you uh, for making that nice tribute <laughs> on Hate's Giving. I mean, the dude was 95 years old, and he's the most popular guy of all time and lived <laughs> to be the most popular guy he's of amazing. all time. Why are people sad? That's the ultimate fucking life to have. The guy drew. He doodled for a living and got paid a bajillion dollars, and everybody fucking loves him. I don't hate Stan Lee. I don't hate the fact that uh, he died either, though, because the guy lived what it could only be considered like the, the whole the ass life. life, like the it's like, life. It's Stan Lee, Hugh Hefner. And Mick Foley. Like, those are the three people that have lived a full <laughs> life that you can't be mad when they die. Like, they have done everything. And uh, the fact that you die and you get, you're get 95 years old and you die as, like, the living legend and the king, I mean, fuck yeah, man. That's the way to go. If you're going to die, be 95 years old and be the most popular, richest person of all time. That's yeah. the way to go. No, yeah. he. I mean, no doubt about it. Fucking... Killed it. But you got to think about the stretch of time. I think it was probably between the 80s and, and 90s. That's a two-decade stretch there where Marvel was really struggling. And um, 
you know, they were getting bounced around. They're selling rights of Spider-Man to Sony and X-Men to Fox, and they're going bankrupt and shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, they had their theme park rights and like a lifelong contract with Universal Studios for rides at their theme park. And now all of a sudden, awkwardly, Disney owns Marvel, but there's Marvel rides in their competitors theme park like down the street in Orlando is the weirdest fucking thing. Marvel went through a real big shift there and uh, uh, he wasn't super uber rich forever but he's always been like a part of the lore right like i I saw a thing where he had like a cameo of a voiceover in the spider-man animated series in 1994 uh he's just always been kind of the guy that they bring in and i've seen some cool um suggestions that he get cameos from maybe deadpool in the background of other movies like dressed in deadpool's costume with like a gray wig and like aviator glasses on and a mustache just like in the background having tea or something that would be the ultimate fourth wall break and and funny but um yeah you know, i don't hate that he died like the fucking guy lived the life of it's a dream it's a goddamn dream and he's been in every marvel movie and most marvel uh cartoons um it just it just said we wake up today and he's not here like it, like he's a great guy and everything he's ever said in interviews is positive and it's about uh treating people equally and fair and uh, just being happy and smiling and stuff. So, like, I know it's Hatesgiving, but goddamn, man, he, he, he was a huge inspiration for me. So I got to say that before I finally shit on the last person I, I'm going to do. Well, shout out to John Bowlerjack, who happened to be Stan Lee's uh, close personal friend and was actually on my other podcast back when I did that show, Predictably Drunk, and he happened to be uh, Stan Lee's assistant. So I feel bad for him because he actually knew Stan Lee personally. <laughs> uh, the, the rest of us still get to look at his doodles and his cartoons. And uh, yeah, the 80s were bad for Marvel, but who doesn't have a bad day or decade or so? I mean, shit, I'm in the middle of a bad decade. I'll get through it and I'll be fine just coming out the other side. It's, uh, it's, it's fine. Uh, something else that I hate, uh, I hate popcorn. Speaking of movies, I fucking oh. hate popcorn, Chris. And I know it has nothing to do with the Miami Dolphins, but I don't fucking like popcorn. It's the only food in the world that you can make in front of your very eyes and then put it into your mouth and it tastes and feels stale. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't matter what you do. It's fucking lipstick on a pig. If you put caramel on popcorn, it's awful. If you put white cheddar on popcorn, it's awful. If you put butter on popcorn, it's awful. It's an awful, awful food. Everything gets stuck in your teeth and then you start picking at your teeth and you're, you start talking like this because you're trying to get the stupid popcorn kernel out of your fucking teeth the entire time. Fuck popcorn. Popcorn can eat a dick as far as i'm concerned i don't like popcorn popcorn can die wow um i might <laughs> I'm, I'm heavily considering quitting the show like popcorn is <laughs> incredible so i i don't know uh, fucking have you had kettle corn popcorn like movie theater but have you melted butter on its own and then poured it over just not not too much because you don't want to make it soggy and then just sprinkle a little sea salt on some Popcorn is fucking magical, dude. You can put garlic salt on it. Like, it oh, it's amazing. Like I, you're, I, you're absolutely ridiculous. An entire no, it, bowl of popcorn is about like ten calories too. Like it's really fucking like low calorie, uh, good snack. The only thing I hate, though, I will agree with you on this, is when I go to the movie theaters. Anybody listening right now, I know we have quite a few subscribers and people listen to the show. Open your fucking snacks before the movie starts, you pieces of shit. There's previews. <laughs> there's fucking like. Videos that play about local car washes and insurance companies that bought time to advertise on the movies. Open your fucking snow caps then and open your goddamn sodas and shit then. Stop waiting till the fucking movie starts when the lights are down. It's dead quiet and you start opening your fucking Reese's Pieces. That shit is ridiculous and you're a piece of shit and I hope your car is fucking keyed when you get back to the parking lot because that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, as I open a Milky Way in front yeah, of the microphone fuck right you, that now. That sounds horrible. <laughs> like I, that's a real disease. Like my stepdaughter sent that to me when she, I was nineteen. She was six when I started dating her mom. She is now eighteen and a uh, wonderful stepdaughter. I love her to death. But I used to get really mad when she would chew with her mouth open, and I'd be like, "That fucking drives me crazy." So she sent me a text the other day and just like, "Oh look, this it's a real fucking like problem. It's like a disease. Like if you have a like a, a thing." Where that drives you nuts. It makes you feel weird. It makes you feel – and I'm like, yeah, that's fucking real. So you do that shit with the lights off and it's dead quiet in a theater of 800 people? Like you're an asshole. Stop <laughs> opening your fucking soda and your goddamn candy plastic wrapper and chew with your mouth closed. Like just be a decent human being. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, well – I think I'm guilty of that shit. I did that the other day. I went to the movies and I bought, I actually got like hungry in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, I'm going to go get a fucking snack. So I left the movie, got food, came back and just opened that shit just like it was Christmas Day in front of everyone. Why didn't you open it on the way into the theater? You're a fucking heathen. Uh, First hey, look, of all, you left mid movie. So the movie yeah. must have sucked. Who does I don't that? give a fuck. I, I fuck pissed movies. myself. You know what? I fucking movie. hate. I hate movies. Fuck movies. <laughs> movies are the worst thing. You just then sit there. Don't go there. to them. You're ruining for the people that love them. Every fucking time I go to the movies, I'm like, why the fuck am I here? This is the worst idea I could have possibly. Everything's sticky. Everything's gross. People are chewing with their mouth open. There's stale popcorn that was freshly popped three minutes ago everywhere, and I'm just sitting there, like, not wanting to do anything other than just go take a piss on everyone that's in that fucking movie theater right there. It's very uncomfortable. I can hear myself getting like dysentery and the hantavirus because of all the germs that are just being spread and spit all over the back of my face. And I don't know how they're getting on the back of my face, but they are. And it's just a fucking problem. I don't hate, I fucking hate the movies. I don't like anything about it. Just, I no. want to stay home. I no. look, I'm going to go with the, somewhere with this rant that goes back to the Miami Dolphins at some point. I just want to stay home and watch my stories at home. But I can't fucking do that because the stories I want to watch at home are the Miami Dolphins games. And I can't fucking do it because if I watch the fucking Miami Dolphins at home, they fucking <laughs> lose. And then I hate everything even more with a more deep of a passion because I can't just stay home and watch a fucking movie. I have to go out and see people. People who I hate, I hate every single one of you, uh, even the citizens of Perfectville, especially the citizens of Perfectville. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to touch you. I just want to go watch the Dolphins game, and everyone wants to talk and slap hands and touch me and give me germs. I don't want it, but I have to in order for the Dolphins to win, see? So I want them to win so I can be happy, but I don't want to go outside because it'll make me unhappy. I hate I hate it. That's a terrible uh, problem to have, Sam. Um, like, but I fucking agree with you. Like, seriously, I, I love watching new movies, but I have a serious, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a phobia, but like, I hate going to the movies because if it's not a perfect experience where everybody's just quiet, uh, and I get to watch this movie beginning to end and I leave, like, It'll it'll drive me crazy if there's one person fucking whispering. I like that preview. That's good. <laughs> like, fuck you. Everybody thinks it looks good. Like shut the fuck up. Or like in the middle of the movie, they're like, "What's his name? What's that guy's name? Who is that?" And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." Like I just want to like, or they kick your chair. Like oh my god, when people kick the back of your chair, I want to get up and I want to fucking throat slice somebody. Like it's crazy. So going to the movies, if it's not a perfect experience. Those experiences where I've had problems, I remember seeing The Dark Knight when it came out, and uh, we left. We ended up leaving in the middle of the movie, and we That's got a fucking – That's a good movie. Yeah, and it was a great movie. We ended up leaving 
because the people the people were like four rows up and they were like talking the entire time and laughing and shit. There's a bunch of fucking stupid kids. Like I'm at the point where like I don't go to the movies unless it's rated like NC-17 and I know some fucking douchebag 14 year old's not going to be there like dicking around with a fidget spinner like annoying me. It is I'm like oh I'm going to go to IMAX and pay like thirty dollars a ticket because no one's going to pay expensive prices for a ticket and fuck up the movie. Like I that's my mindset. I hate going to the movies. It drives me crazy has to be a perfect experience. Uh, and that's the reason I haven't even gone seen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yet. Like, I want to see it. But I'm, I'm so terrified that I'm going to go and, like, people are either going to be, like, singing like douchebags or just, like, being annoying. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just wait a month until I can rent it on Amazon Prime and watch it in the goddamn comfort of my house. Man, now that we started talking about this, I fucking hate going to the movies. It's such a <laughs> bullshit place. And speaking of movies, I hate Sally Field in Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. She's a piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. I watched Mrs. Doubtfire today. My 10-year-old son, he's never seen it before. I put it on TV. Man, is her character such a fucking cunt in that movie. She <laughs> is in the very beginning. In the very beginning, she is giving a presentation to clients. She's like a designer. Uh, and then all of a sudden her boss is like, hey, uh, can I speak to you for a second? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. give me one second. And she walks out and he's like, uh, uh, yeah, a guy named Stuart is on, uh, left a message and said he would like, uh, to pinpoint you specifically to do a job for him. He's got like a $5 million bread and breakfast. And she's like, oh, Stuart. Oh, God. Yeah. We are acquaintances. I know who he is. And then literally now knowing the ending of the movie, because I've, I've seen it, it's Pierce Brosnan. She goes home and what's, what, what's going on? The dad's having a birthday party. Motherfucker has a petting zoo. For his son, for his birthday. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to have one because there was a report card. But come on, he's being the dad. He's throwing a, a party. What's this bitch do? Stuart. Stuart's back in her life, and she argues with him in the kitchen, finds every decision to argue with him, and and ask for a divorce. Like straight up divorce. And not just a divorce, Sam. Fucking goes to court and gets full custody because this motherfucker doesn't have a job and a house. I get it. Full custody, that's fine. He gets visitation on Saturdays only, one day a week. He can't even pick them up from school and take them home. He can't even pick them up and take them to dinner. He sees them on Saturdays only. That's it. Because she just came home and said, I want a divorce. You got a pony in the living room. Fuck her bitch ass. Sally Field, the flying nun, is the dumbest asshole character I've ever seen. And Mrs. Doubtfire is a really good movie. Still, it holds up. But, man, she sucks. <laughs> I can't argue with any of that. Fuck Sally Field, man. I'd, uh, I I thought she was America's sweetheart, but you know what? She's a she's a, a lying, disgusting, backstabbing hoe. I think uh, yes, she is. I think you made a case for it. What a slut! <laughs> where where has this show gone? Episode one twenty one. We are calling Sally Field a slut. That is uh, <laughs> that is what is happening here on the fourth annual Hates Giving episode uh, of Perfectville. Um, you know, here's here's the thing I hate, and we'll tie it back to football here. I hate the Panthers. I hate the Jaguars. I hate the Bengals. I hate any and all sports mascots that are have to do with cats, and that's because I hate my neighbor's cat. Because for the last two days in a row, Chris, this piece of shit cat, when I come home, is sitting on my front lawn with his back legs up, his asshole open, <laughs> taking a gnarly cat shit on my fucking lawn. And he does it, and he looks at me, and he never breaks eye contact. He doesn't blink. He doesn't run away and, like, cut off the turd and run away or anything like that. He just sits there and makes little brown pies on my lawn <laughs> while never, ever breaking eye contact. Fuck that cat and fuck anything to do with cats anywhere and everywhere, especially the NFL, because this is a football podcast. Fuck that cat. 
Cats suck, and, and every cat mascot you named them, or especially the Panthers, are, are terrible. No one likes them. Um, and I had a cat named Tiger. Um, and this is funny. This is where like our show we don't plan anything, but as soon as you said it, I thought of it. We had his uh, litter box in the uh, dining room, and he would only shit like kind of half standing up, and he would make fucking direct eye contact with whoever was sitting in the living room and the couch and always just so happened to be me. And I would throw pillows near where he was shitting to try to distract him and he would never break it. He would just stare me in the eyes as he was asserting his dominance in my house and shit in his litter box. Uh, he ended up eventually dying from a black widow bite on his tongue like a dumbass. Holy shit. So uh, he got Holy what shit. he deserved. But <laughs> Tiger's an asshole and cats suck. Dogs uh... totally overrule cats. He got bit in the tongue by a black widow. Yeah, he was living with my parents, so like I, I can't take credit for it. Um, <laughs> living in a different house, but yeah, my brother was like mowing the lawn. I was like, "Tiger, what are you doing? You're laying on the ground, bud." And like went over, and <laughs> he's just laying there, and he had a swollen face, and we had to bury him and shit in a rock band box. But yeah, he's kind of hillbilly backwoods country bumpkin bullshit kind of death is that? I got bit in the tongue by a black widow. They this live in like a... Gastonia, North Carolina. Oh, Look it up. God. It's the fucking shithole of the southeast like gastonia um is just oh god gastonia don't even the, the, it's it's terrible biscuitville won't even franchise in gastonia <laughs> they probably won't. They probably <laughs> won't oh my god that is that uh, i was gonna go somewhere else but then he told me your cat got bit in the tongue by a fucking black widow and that's how he died and i went oh my god this sounds like the new hootie and the blowfish album or all those country <laughs> western songs that he's writing cat holy got shit bit in the tongue. By a black widow, hold my hand. Oh, somebody put some sort of music bed underneath that. Somebody take the show. You have my permission. Take the show. Get to the uh, 45 mark or whatever this is and just uh, take that part of Chris singing Cat Got Bit in the Tongue and uh, make a little music out of that. Somebody out there has got to have those talents, right? Make me that hat that I talked about earlier in the show. Make me that song. We'll play it here on Perfectville on the next episode of Perfectville. Uh, God, Chris, I feel better. I uh, I hate less things now that I've hated on everything. Uh, is there anything else that you hate that we need to get to here today? No, I've let all my hate out. I feel like the Emperor from Star, Star Wars. I uh, let the hate flow through me, and it... I, I wrote a couple of things and I hit those, but man, a lot of this was just off the chest and I needed to get it off. It's been great. Now I will say this: I am uh, I am looking at my uh, my daughter's Halloween candy because we still have Halloween candy. It's spread all over the table here, and uh, one of the things that I hate is the fact that there's fucking raisins in this mix of candy here. So I have Snickers, I have Reese's Pieces, I have M and M's, I have Milky Way, I have Starburst, I have Twix, I have Circus Animal Cookies, I have a box of boogers, whatever that is. I have <laughs> peanut butter Nutter Butter bars. I have a popcorn ball, which that thing's going in the fucking trash, as you guys know uh, how I feel about popcorn. <laughs> But underneath that is a fucking thing of, yeah, exactly, sun-made raisins. Who the fuck gives raisins on Halloween? What a piece of shit. Who gives fucking fermented grapes in a fucking box to a kid on Halloween? If you give out raisins on Halloween, you should just get shipped out of this country. You should be shit on by my neighbor's cat. Like I, you should be allowed to just shit all over you for doing that. I'm gonna, t- you know, I'm gonna take video. I'm taking a video right now of this, so you guys can see everything. There's M and M's, there's Reese's pieces, there's Milky Ways, uh, there's Snickers right there, and then you get over here and there's fucking raisins, raisins right next to the Reese's penis. Ew, gross. Reese's penis. Reese's I said. penis. <laughs> I said Reese's. I said Reese's penis. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, get raisins. Even, at, least, at least make them chocolate covered. Like, what kind of <laughs> fucking animal goes to the store and is like, I'm going to give some kids some raisins for Halloween? Like, that's not how this works. You and that person that gives out fucking fluoride or toothpaste deserve to burn in hell. Like, those people that do that, uh, I'm going to be counterproductive and give them fucking floss for Halloween. Fuck you. Your house should be burned to the ground or at least egged. Uh, and if you give plain raisins, you're an asshole. I'd rather have the Reese's penis than the raisins, quite exactly. frankly. Me too. Chocolate uh, dick sounds better than fucking raisins. Well, you know what, man? Uh, I hate the fact that it's a bye week. We needed a bye week. We needed to get all the shit off of our chest. We need to have people relax and get uh, uh, the injury bug hopefully behind the Miami Dolphins. But I hate the fact that there's no fucking football for me to watch here on Sunday. Uh, I mean, there's football, don't get me wrong, but no Miami Dolphins football. So uh, I hate that, Chris. I hate it too, but at least we won't be disappointed. Well, there you go. I uh, since I won't be home this Sunday, the Miami Dolphins won't lose. So uh, there Thanks you go. That. the The streak continues. Uh, Chris, <laughs> don't, anything don't else? Don't you want dare to say? take credit for <laughs> oh, the streak in the bye week, you asshole! But no, I'm there's taking... nothing else for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, I don't hate you, Chris. I uh, no, me I think the I think the world of you. Um, and I was kidding earlier. I don't hate the citizens of Perfectville. You guys are all swell, lovely human beings, and we appreciate every single one of you. The only thing left to say is uh, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Dolphin Stock Podcast Network. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.